So welcome to Into the Mystic podcast. My name is Juliana Lavelle, and I am super honored and excited today to have one of my teachers, um, Harshad Tomlinson, on as a guest today. And he runs a podcast called The Hero's Journey. And I would love it if you would just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do. Deep breath. Oh, hi. Thank you, Juliana, for having me join you. I feel like this is a collaboration, right? So I got to hear your story and it felt right when you asked me to share my story and I'm all about the story now uh, in terms of how I feel like I could serve, you know, save us. Uh, serving the present moment, serving, you know, creation unfolding. And I feel that while I have many skills, you know, a list of certifications and letters after my name, et cetera, I feel that my, some of my experience and my ability to maybe facilitate other people telling their stories and facilitating that is, is something I'm really keen on right now. Ergo the, the Finding Joe Heroes Journey podcast that I started. I think I have five episodes in the can, as they say now, uh, done, which have all been very interesting and very, I, you know, the byproduct is here I am listening to these people tell their story, their hero's journey, and which I guess I'm, I'm going to share a little bit about one of mine tonight in kind of the overarching life story in a way but um yeah it's such a heart experience such a full heart full visceral heartfelt tears laughter whatever that happen when we get to hear someone's authentic story right so i'm all about that and you know i've been doing that for some years i've been a yoga teacher for that's crazy to say like 32 years right and practicing for longer, you know, like 42 years. Eesh, that's scary. Um, <laughs> not scary. It's just, it's, it's a big number, um, which is good, you know, and I've, you know, I've had some credentials and many different career air traffic controller and a Xerox salesman and a massage therapist and a, a caregiver for special needs, which I have gone back to recently since COVID happened and kind mm -hmm. of some work changed for me where I had been doing some work and some creating some revenue, keeping the lights on. I needed to do that again, like many people. And I went back to serving special needs again uh, that I did many years ago. Actually, when I was in massage school, 26, seven, eight years ago, I, I paid for my school by working at a group home, which was one of my favorite jobs ever, as it is right now. Uh, it's not one I'll ever, you know, break the bank, but it's very good. Um, and yeah, I, I, you know, I'm still doing teacher training. I'm still doing a couple of things. I'll mention at the end of this podcast where I get to say, Hey, don't forget to follow me and stuff. But, um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm back working with special needs and I feel really awesome 
even serving the people that serve, you know, the other people I work with. Um, yeah, so. I can imagine you'd be really good at that. Um, and they were, they need a lot of patience and that grounding energy. So, um, yeah, I wanted to just offer the viewers a little, um, background as to how I met you as well. Um, so back when I did my first teacher training, um, through a different company, um, and I was kind of, you know, early days in Kelowna where we live, there wasn't a lot of yoga studios. Um, it was not as popular as it is now. Mm -hmm. And I think I started with Bikram, which was kind of like the polar opposite almost of walking through the doors of, of um, Trinity, the studio that you guys had. And so when I found Trinity through my mom, um, I just have to say that it felt like a safe place um, when the other studios, although they did gift me with the practice and I did learn it was like an avenue into the practice. Um, I'm very grateful for the the level of compassion and safety and um, grounding that was really offered me an ability to, um, I believe, like calm my nervous system and get to that deeper level of healing that I was searching for in yoga. And this is why I feel like it's, I wanted to hear your insight around your hero's journey, because um, as I've said before, on on a, your podcast, that, you know, no one is exempt from the hero's journey. We're all like, even if you're hard shot and you have, you know, all the tools in your tool belt and experience, you're still gonna have to slay a dragon, so to speak, at some point, yeah, at any age and stage. And I just find it very fascinating. I just think there's so many gold nuggets to be found um, when someone such as yourself goes through these experiences and what comes up for you around that. So I'd love to just take us right into um, so at the beginning, I mean, you've probably have many heroes journey throughout your life, but today we're going to kind of zero in on um, a health journey with your heart and kind of what led up to that. And you can right. go ahead. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate you acknowledging and honoring coming to the studio and the, and the, you know, the resonance, if you will, of the, the safety and the, the spaciousness and, you know, just the, the permission to show up as you are. And it kind of, you know, we entered that, you entered those comments after I was talking about working at the group home and, you know, being with people that have some special needs and special challenges and can be very dynamic and autistic and reactive and even aggressive. And, and yet uh, I don't get that really at all. And I think it's, it's partly due to that, you know, that same kind of, it's the same story. It's the same space that I, I feel comfortable in, you know, uh, that, you know, I, I feel like I did a good job when I ran studios and taught classes, et cetera. So, um, and that was earned, right? It's not like I didn't just, and I'm going to back up to my story now. And I, so, yeah, so I arrived at this with some practice, right? I think uh, the Yoga Sutras talks about, you know, long, steady practice. You got to, you got to hang in there. You got to, you got to do the work, you know, as they say. 
And so my story actually begins, uh, you know, most dra dramatically when I was 11 and my dad died. And my dad was a dude. He was an Olympic athlete. He was he was a quarterback at Oregon State University football. He was a smart guy. And yet he was in World War II. And he saw some heavy stuff go down. And he started drinking. And kind of became a kind of whatever, like a closet drinker, whatever you call it. You know, I didn't really even know, you know, I mean, I know now I knew looking back, but, and, you know, it's crazy. My mom said, you know, he would just, you know, get up at five, he takes two shots of vodka, gargle them, swallow them, and then go run five miles. And, and he was, he was, he was amazing. And yet it took his life, you know, it just eroded away his health. And at 48, he passed away. Um, unexpectedly, not unexpectedly. I mean, his body shut down certain systems. And so um, that that was the beginning of really a long arc journey for me where, you know, this is the 70s. I didn't have any support. I didn't, you know, we didn't talk about anxiety and depression then. Um, I just kind of became a fog for me. It was like a year or so after that, I just started smoking weed and it was the 70s were great. I, you know, I had fun. I, I survived. God, you know, wow. I don't know how I got home a couple of times. Um, then I joined the Navy, right. And I kind of got, just kept my hair, got rid of the Led Zeppelin hair, but you know, that, 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 that challenge was still with me. I just didn't know what to do with it. So I became an overachiever then. And, a, you know, a straight, you know, a guy, I went to university, got, got a degree in aviation, uh, was a, you know, athlete in the Navy doing different stuff. And, um, yeah, but I started doing yoga about that time. It was just from, I found from a book. It was like the grace of Bapaji Swami Kripalu, you know, delivered a book that I followed and started practicing on my own all those years ago. And, you know, um, by that time I'm a triathlete. You know, I'm 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 kind of driven in that way. Like my dad, I think I have a high pain tolerance, so I was able to to push the body pretty hard over some years of, you know, work hard, play hard. And, you know, at, at the same time, when I was in my mid twenties, the depression, anxiety, I, I had to finally deal with it. And I teach this in schools too, about that's the moment when I really began to work with the breath and, you know, realize, yeah, I could do a handstand and I could, you know, run a marathon, but I, I still had anxiety. I still had tension. So, and that was with me for, for some years, right? I did some work. I did some personal, you know, some counseling work too around my dad's death. And that was super helpful for me, but the, you know, there was res residue, the residual effect of, of, you know, struggling and being anxious all those years kind of stayed with me. And, um, do you, sorry, yeah. object for a moment? Yeah. Do you believe in ancestral trauma that maybe there was some piece of your dad's anxiety or trauma that he experienced that you were sort of subconsciously processing or what are your thoughts on that? Well, I don't want to think about that. I want to kind of lean back into that and yeah, just definitely a little bit of juice comes with that. You know, I, I, I try to stay focused on the life I'm living, but I'm also really 
aware of and open to, you know, uh, other levels of, of existence that are beyond my own or even beyond this incarnation and, and the influences of, of other, you know, even what is it? Inter, in, integral, integral, internal family systems or different kind of counseling work, different things where we look at those entities, those pieces. So, so this is all to say, yeah, I, 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 I'm going to actually sit with that a little bit and, and open and write a pray on that a little bit, you know, and just open to that a little bit. Cause I'm doing some work right yeah, now. Thank so. you. I'm just curious yeah. about that, but you keep going on your story. Yeah, no, I, I'm kind of digging that. I want to kind of go meditate right now, right over there. <laughs> uh, so, um, so thank you for that. Um, and I hope our listeners are appreciating that as well, because that's some great wisdom and, Thank you for interjecting that. And um, yeah, you know, I, I think the plot thickens when I, you know, by my mid thirties or so, I started to, um, you know, I had, I had tamed the anxiety. I tamed the, the, you know, the depression issues, did some great work on that. And I, I, I I'm, I'm good at supporting that too, but um kind of that i think the tension the internal tension in the body um and the the drive that i still had was still there so i i think i was still able to push myself um you know physically really hard so there's something about that i really i guess it's funny I'm, i want to reflect on what you pointed out like there's something about that physicality and that drive you know, what was that about? I, I guess I'm still discovering that. But, but, you know, it, it, it was strong enough that when I was in the Navy, um, in the, in the early 80s, um, I was an air traffic controller, but I swam in Damneck, Virginia, I used to swim at the Navy SEALs pool. Uh, and I got to know a bunch of them. And they were inviting me to to reenlist and become a SEAL. And they said, you know, you can, you can do this, like, it's, we actually need, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. They, I don't, I, I'm glad I didn't in a way, but what it reminded me of is just that ability to push through. Now, that I know this from other athletes because th this is where the the story really becomes physical. Now is that by the time I'm into my early 40s, that push of my body ended up creating atrial fibrillation. So, uh, you know, um, a very not uncommon um, form of a really rapid heartbeat. And it's funny, I was taking piano lessons when that first showed up, it would happen. I was practicing piano with Mark Kelso, bless your heart, Mark, wherever you are. And I was having those skip, I call it skippies, skipping heartbeats and he and he framed it you might appreciate this juliana he said well maybe your your heart is trying to do more it's just it's you know it's really big and it wants to do it wants to do more and i'm like okay i'm kind of down with that i think i did that i think i i think i kept that going and um the you know the the skip thing did you know continue until it became became every day so by the time, um, you know, I'm going to say in 2016, um, it was happening every day. Now I could, and that's pretty dramatic. So if you hear of somebody that has AFib, you know, they have it 
occasionally and it freaks them out and they go to the doctor and they do a bunch of tests. And I, um, I was having it every day and the, the cardiologist couldn't believe it that, you know, like, well, you have this every day. I'm like, well, yeah, I just, you know, I breathe, I relax and it does go back to normal. So it's, it's really rapid. It's fluttering. It's the top chambers of the heart are, are misfiring. It feels like a double beat. It feels like you're, you're on the treadmill and you've, you've gone too far, you know, you're, you're in the red zone or whatever they call it, you know, it has that feeling and you can't really get out of it. So, um, yeah, I was having it every day. So, um, and sorry, and did it, you find mm -hmm. you found that, uh, when you relaxed and you did the breath work, it did improve or shifted or. Yeah. Well, what it did do, it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it would stop kind of on its own kind of when uh, there were some techniques like you bear down or you hold your breath or you splash some water in your face or some vagus nerve, vag vagal stimulation that you can try to do. But for me, it was about not throwing in an adrenaline on it. Like if I wasn't freaking out about it, cause it is, it feels, you know, it's kind of, it can be deadly, you know, on, on, in, in some cases, or you can have a stroke. That's the other bad one is you can, it, you can get some plaque built up in the heart when it's skipping like that, and then it will send it out. And then you have like a, in your lungs or in your brain. And that's, that's not good, obviously. Um, so, you know, I, I was managing fairly well, um, but um, in terms of you know, like not making a, a dramatic thing, but I knew at some point it, you know, I, I tried nutrition things. I tried, you know, you probably can relate to this. Like I went across the whole gamut of like from acupuncture to energy work to, you know, a healer to, you know, uh, you know, you know, personal development stuff of like, kind of like, like the piano guy said, Oh, it's your heart. And you know, what's the, what, you know, what are your expression from Anjana or from uh, Anahat Chakra, you know, like what's going on there. And it still kept happening. So that was a bit of, you know, I, I can see in, in the hero's journey, this now I'm at the challenge. I'm at the really tough point where I've got, I kind of have to make a decision. I'm up against, you know, a kind of denial or a, you know, it'll be okay, or it's going to go away or, or you're not doing enough. You're not doing something right. You're still eating potato chips or, you know, something that I do like potato chips, um, you know, that was something I was doing and that, that wasn't it. And by this time we'd moved to Florida um, and I was, um, you know, living in an ashram and, you know, pretty, deep into the practices and, you know, re reigniting rather some of the practices, I would say that I, that I've known for many years and spending time with Yogi Desai and Mickey Singer and, and the beach, you know, the ocean, which I'm, I'm, I'm definitely an ocean guy. I'm, I'm a cancer, right. I'm, I want to be in the water. I want to be a crab. Doing all the right things. Like exactly all the right things. Well, that's remember that was part of your podcast journey, right? You shared too. I did all the right things had the right energy and it was still happening at one time it kept going for 30 hours and I had to go to the hospital and it was like oh they were going to do that thing where they put the paddles on you and they they basically stop and start your heart and that was not very fun I know my lovely wife Sonia was there and I could tell she knew I was upset I'm pretty chill usually but I'm like uh I wasn't really thrilled about doing that now thankfully right at, at like 
they're signing me up and getting ready to take me up to that floor to do the whole paddle thing. Um, and, and it went back to normal rhythm right there. So it, it went back, but it was enough of a, you know, that was in the hero's journey. That was the, the, the dragon time right there. It was kind of like, I'm not praying. Well, I kind of was, I'm like, you know, if I can get through this and not have to do the paddle thing, I'm going to, you know, I want to do something about this. I can't keep living with this. So, so I did. And so I, I went to see the cardiologist and I had Obamacare. Yay, Morocco. Uh, when I was living in the States. And so I was covered to do this. You know, it's a pretty major, it's, it's not a surgery. It's a procedure, right? Where they, they took me in it was, and it happened as a thing, like in the States, like I, I decided I wanted to do it. And it was like four weeks later. Wow. Right. That's very different than, than here where I would have had to wait a long time. I, I know. Um, but that was a pretty big night of, of, or, you know, that night going in to have the procedure and then, you know, even the night before with my daughters and, and it just, again, relate to, you know, having conversations with my daughters because um, there was a risk. I remember signing the form saying, you know, there is a something percent chance that you could go into cardiac arrest or uh, you could die on the table, you know, uh, do you need to sign here? And I'm like, okay. So, so I went through with it. It was, it was actually quite fascinating how they, they run a line up through the vein in my leg, uh, and then run it all the way up and go into the heart with, while they're looking at, at, uh, uh, not an x-ray, but, a you know, a, a whatever, an image that they're getting. It's kind of an MRI in a way. No, it's not an MRI, but in any event, they're in there. They got a little tiny catheter thing. Um, like a laparoscopic type yeah, of yeah that kind of a thing right and then they 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 burn just a few heart cells that um that are that are causing that the, there's like a path that shouldn't be there but a little electrical path that's going so um yeah and i i remember then i got out of the surgery i came out of the anesthesia and you know i'm there that night and it's still happening a little bit it's it's that's how it goes is like after they because they make it happen in the surgery so they can see exactly where it is and then you know after the surgery it's still happening a little bit but it's going to settle down so that was an interesting kind of the uh, you know as as the the end of the journey came around um you know it's still happening a little bit but it's kind of like okay but it's it's going to be okay now you know it's it's it actually the doctor was good dr acevedo um said it was really successful and it has been so that's been what four almost five years so i still have it once in a great while um a little episode of it but not anywhere like i did before and it yeah and now it's sorry it's it's like a you know i kind of know i've learned you know my magnesium's a little off or i you know i had a gin and tonic or something and i you know some some things just don't the combination of some things might sometimes just make it irritated and even even alignment, like I've got to do my practice, I've got to get my thoracic spine open in a certain way, my neck. So, you know, so the return, the journey back from that has been quite fascinating um, because I, I've, you know, I, I've met some people that have been through that 
or or that you know are having it. I just met one the other day, a gentleman that I may interview for my podcast, and we were talking about this, and he hasn't had the ablation that's called the the procedure done. And so, you know, that's the gift of going through a, a challenge like that because he's afraid too. But I think, well, I I can't. I don't want to speak for him. I'm sensing that, and I know that's often the case of. You know, is it harder to live in this state of 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 you know dis-ease and you know potential you know drama, tragedy stuff happening, or to you know to sign up to go in and have a thing done, you know, have an invasion done? Because I don't really I'm not really thrilled to, you know, I don't go to the doctor much. Um as I've gotten older, I've had a couple things, but um you know, I'm pretty healthy, right? So it's kind of like I don't take any, I don't take any medications. I haven't had to do that. Uh, I don't know. So, so, you know, to, but I, 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 I to meet someone that's struggling with this, I kind of say, you know what, I know where you're at. And, and yet I really think this can be a good choice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'd love to just back up a little to that moment of, you know, right kind of when you're in that moment of deciding whether you want the procedure or the paddles and um you know there's some consideration of your own mortality like in that very moment if you can recall did you have any interesting kind of downloads or visions or dreams like I know for me during my hospital stay when I was like kind of on that life or death edge it felt like I was like um you know receiving a lot of um interesting thoughts or impressions I'm just curious if if there was anything that popped up for you that stands out in that moment well, yeah, I mean, I would say even historically, when I've been in AFib, it's 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 pretty dramatic. And I remember I used to um, I used to do Joppa. I used to have my mala, and I this happened to me one time when I was out on the Washington coast on a hike on a beautiful beach, uh, you know, way out and away from everything. And it happened, and I I kind of went into meditation and, and japa and just kind of and you know surrendered surrendered so you know for me that was the same uh, you know i guess there's a moments of surrender when i was having it every day it was kind of like oh first the you know the charge of like something discomfort uncomfortable and then the the surrender into breath and and settling down but that that the day that i went into the 30 hour episode that was more you know, I, I can't say there was an epiphany in terms of a, a vision or a, 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 you know, something in that way, except, you know, there was some moments of prayer and reverence and surrendering into, okay, I, I'm not going to make this decision with my mind. I'm going to open into, you know, and, and please, you know, all beings on all levels, you know, give me a hand here because I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with this and, um, you know, I'm, it makes sense that I'm afraid. And there, there's all the things that with, you know, the, the psychology of that, that are the guilt of like 
being an athlete and trying really hard for so many years. That's how one of the reasons this has happens and it happens with athletes is they overdo it and they push their heart too hard. So that would have been me. Yeah. I, I have this like vision of like an elastic that gets stretched too far and when it rebounds, it has those stress marks in it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. I'm, that's a great analogy for sure. And, and I think, you know, if, if anything, the, the, um, you know, the mystical piece that showed itself was in the healing in, in the period afterwards, where it was kind of like the affirmation where I had, you know, some pretty profound conversations with my kids, um, who at the time would have been, you know, uh, like 10 and 14 and you know having the conversations about attachment and this lifetime and and the gift we were having at that time of being with yogi desai who is an amazing being in his own right mickey singer who i have the greatest reverence and respect for and spending time with them and being in that field of energy that um you know this is to say you know the seva i kind of said that before you know the pay it forward in terms of okay, well, I have this day, like I'm, I'm alive, I can get I get to go again. So what am I going to do with this? You know, am I going to try to get a big SUV and have a pool in the backyard and, you know, bigger, better, faster, more? Or am I going to what? Hmm. So that was a key moment for me that um, I have maintained, you know, I, I think I set an example as best I can, you know, for them, you know, especially in a world that seems pretty challenging to them. But I think there's a level of acceptance for them too to say, okay, well, this is what I have. What am I, you know, what do I do with today? So that was kind of the, and, and yeah, and, and the, you know, the, the, the after effect of that event some some awesome things happened too. just, you know, some synchronistic things where, you know, I got some time with Mickey and I started doing massage with Yogi Desai and some things happened that were, you know, gifts back to me that came back to me. So yeah, pretty powerful time. May I ask, um, just for people that don't know, Japa is the repetition of the mantra what or a prayer. Um, can I ask you what your like go-to prayer is? Yeah, it's it's <laughs> uh, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. So that Sanskrit, and that means um, thy will be done, not mine. That means I surrender. That means, God, you're driving the car. <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's the only one I can do. I, I, I've i said that phrase, I was telling somebody the other day, about, about 1.4 million times. If I did the math right, of all the years I've done that, that's a lot. And so it's funny, my wife was following a, another gentleman that is a great Thomas Ashley Ferran, great teacher. And he had some great uh, Sanskrit 
mantras and and you know and, and to affect change or to bring about certain things and i would try them it's 108 beads in in the round right and i would try them and i start off with a new mantra and i would you know by the time i got to the 108 i'd be back to om namo bhagavate vasudevaya it's just so funny it's like i can't get off that track so i guess i'm keeping it yeah so. i think I think that's cool. I think that's a cool teaching as well as like allowing yourself to trust the resonance of a mantra. If it's sort of if it's for you, that you don't have to like I know in our trainings, I I always say, you know, if this mantra doesn't resonate, just stop. Don't like, you know. Right. Um so I really appreciate that. And, and that's, I love that mantra. The meaning is really that there is this higher creative force, God, or whatever the universe you want to call it, um, that there's, there are stories that are kind of waiting to be born through us. Um, and a lot of our suffering, I know I could just speak for myself, is this idea that we're controlling, we can control the situation somehow. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we all know how that turns out. <laughs> yeah, it's just so beautiful to have this sharing with you because I feel like we, you know, you told your story on the interview with me and I'm telling my story and they're just, the beauty of that is they're, they're the same story. I mean, it's, you know, it's a different version of what we go through in that authenticity, you know, and it's not perfect. And I think as you shared your story there, you know, you had your imperfections and doubts and, you know, upsets. And I sure as heck did, you know, and judging myself that I had something or other, you know, but I think all the time that, that creative mystery was trying to, was trying to be birthed, right? It's like, the right action is waiting to be birthed here, Harshad. Just get out of the way. But it's hard sometimes. It's hard, especially with a, especially with a, you know, a physical, visceral thing. And when we're kind of bought into the medical system so much that, you know, I have we have to, you know, turn ourselves over to them. And that, and that was a thing I had to do too. It's like I had to, I had to like and love this doctor. Like I told him, I told him who I am. You know, <laughs> and I said, look, I your best like hold me dear because i have more stuff to do and i take this really seriously like i want you to kind of get ready for it it's not just another tick box of your 9 30 appointment yeah like go do some pranayama before yeah pretty much pretty much yeah i kind of did right um i just have a couple of notes that i want to check in on so there's so many nuggets coming through already with, you know, I think the, um, one of the tools just being like finding that mustard seed of faith, if you will, to carry you through and that focus having, um, being in a chaotic moment and just like coming back to a simple thought or a prayer and just, breathing with the repetition of that um as a really simplified something that people could turn to in a moment of crisis um i'm curious if if there were any other tools that were born after 
like kind of coming into your return and resolution, like, was there, was there any new things that you started doing or um, activities or um, practices that you found were nourishing that maybe were new from before or that you were back to? Yeah, I, I appreciate that question. And I think kind of harkens back to the your question about my dad, you know, was there something, you know, generational, energetic, you know, uh, something transferred. And even though I didn't know him um, very well, being, you know, I died, he died when I was 11, um, that drive, you know, that something special that I mean, you probably know some athletes or people that are like that, that have something very special where they, they, that's just who they are. Um, I had to look at that after the surgery because I, you know, I did, I just didn't, I, I wanted to find that that was the wisdom of like, okay, where is that place? Where is the place where, where I can feel I'm, I'm, I'm going beyond what is, you know, you know, I'm going to say in yoga terms, like energetically, what, what, how does this feel? Because it's such a physical thing to, 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 to push the body that hard that, you know, chemicals take over and you just kind of do it. And especially, yeah, I was able to do that, but now it's been really neat to get, I'm an I'm older. Right. And so I'm, I'm watching that to go like, okay, this is, this feels good. Like I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not trying to prove myself to anybody either. And that really wasn't my gig before it wasn't an ego because i'm not that great of an athlete i was just consistent but um yeah i've learned that what's the edge right what's the physical edge and i've even seen that in like pranayama pranayama you know yogic breathing or you know it's some posture i do right over there or whatever like when i'm at the edge exploring the edge is is different for me now it's different it's it's uh a little less will and a little more, you know, just self-love, self-care, just acceptance. Yeah. Um, what are some of the little things that bring you joy and peace in your like daily life? Hmm. Well, I like that question too. Uh, Playing with our dog. We have a new dog. Well, new. He's a couple years old. So um, I'm in love with our dog for sure. And yeah, something special about animals that I'm, I'm, yeah, I could go on about that, but, but that's one for sure. And playing with him and taking him for walks and snuggling with him. And yeah. Um, you know, music is another one. I was I was listening to uh, on my ride bike ride home today. You know, listening to some some music, some Philip Glass opera stuff that I like him. You know, so I I have a very eclectic music taste, and I, that's definitely a surrender. I I don't I I don't listen to the radio. I kind of listen to what kind of comes to me. Like, oh, this is what I want to do. And silence silence is a lot of silence is good to listen to as well. <laughs> I like that as well. Uh, yeah. And, and I think, you know, um, I, I love my daughters a lot. I love my wife for sure. And I love my daughters. So just that, that collaborative love fest that shows up in, you know, a mundane thing 
or a goofy thing. You know, I've, I've got a kind of a sense of humor, as you know. And so them showing that now or, or showing me something funny, you know, sharing that time with them or, you know, both very bright and, and, and uh, you know, hearing their perspectives on the world or their life or the thing they're studying. I, I yeah, I, I really enjoy that. I mean, I enjoy every day. I really do. I kind of wake up. I don't like, Hey, I get up. I'm like, I like coffee. I get up and have a coffee. I mean, I'm not that I'm just saying like, okay, well, it's kind of like what's going on to, you know, what's going to, what's, what's going to go on today, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it never fails. Like just, it's, there's always something, some adventure shows up. I'm not a golfer, but I always said that like, if, you know, if I'm a golfer, I equated to golfing, like I hit the ball off the tee straight down 200 and something yards. And then the next shot goes off into the woods. And then the next one is, you know, like I don't hit all perfect shots in my day. And, but I kind of dig that now. It's like, okay, well, huh. I wonder where this ball is going to go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Enjoying life instead yeah. of racing with it. Yeah. Did you, do you have any, um, like books or teachers that are like, like if you could just like, let's say you were just going through a hard time and you could only take like two books with you, what, like without thinking too much, what would you just grab off the shelf? Um, yeah, one would be the untethered soul for sure. And wow, what's coming right now is uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest by Ken Kesey. Ken was an amazing writer, and there's so much in there. Oh, I want to read that book again right now when I said that. Hmm. Cool. Um, yeah. Okay, I have, I have one last question. Sure. I like your question. Um, we started out, I, f I find it interesting that we kind of started around the time of your father's passing in the story um and I feel like if there was something that your father would want to like share with you right now like let's say he's up there just saying Jeff I want to like give you a little advice for this the last you know this new beginning slash chapter of this earth's plane what do you think he might want to say to you or what is your heart say? yeah that's what i'm i'm Yeah, I, I, what's coming is like, keep, keep exploring, keep trying new things, keep, keep learning. Yeah, keep, keep experiencing, I guess, is what's kind of coming around. Yeah, that was pretty clear that that came, right? Well, I like that. Yeah, yeah, me too. Is there anything else you wanted to add to your story? Just that I like how you do your podcast. You're really, really good at this. So, 
you're, I'm learning. Uh, no, it's just a ple pleasure to be with you. And I just, uh, yeah, I'm getting, I'm trusting that too, that the continued, you know, the connection, the passing in the night that we have in terms of, you know, we cross paths and whatever. I just, I trust that that's something comes from that. Like somebody's going to listen to this or somebody, I don't know. You know, I just, I appreciate that we stay in touch and we cross paths and, and, you know, we obviously think highly of each other, which is maybe that's a gift too. Just a gift that we pay forward to others is just know that we we're all in these journeys you know, we can love each other and support each other on our journeys. And I feel like I'm, it's just so great to be able to do that with you again today, right now. Well, thank you very much. I, I, oh, I acknowledge that. And, and uh, I appreciate that. And um, yeah, I hope to um, join in on a sat song or something at some point. Okay. Um, Good. Good. Yeah. Well, on that note, I'd love to know what's coming up for you. How, yeah. can, how can people work with you or find you? Yeah, you can go to mindfulrest.ca. Mindful Restoration, mindfulrest.ca is our website. Um, I've been doing Take a Breath in Schools for many years, a nonprofit that started in the States. It's now going to transition onto the Take a Breath, onto the Mindful Restoration website, which is great you know, some, some content. I'm doing that right now. My daughter's going to help me with that, actually. Um, I'm doing a couple trainings coming up, just little uh, um, weekend. I'm going to do a free back training, which is the back wellness program that I created some years ago, um, just around neutral alignment and core and hips and shoulders and just some good, good structural stuff that I needed because I had some hip issues. Um, still do, but, you know, that's something I really appreciate and then i'm doing a training in July, august uh or take a breath presenters so that would be a training to help people learn how to um present a, a take a breath experience like a hero's journey to go in front of a classroom or a workplace or a group of people or family or whatever and create an experience that kind of takes somebody through, using some yoga nidra and some tools through um, some of these practices, uh, you know, kind of things that we're talking about today in this, in this interview are kind of represented there. How do you, how are you ready for that? So I think that'll be an awesome week and I'm looking forward to that. So, yeah. Awesome. And I, 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 to your point, like I do want to get out and, like many people, it's been a couple of weird years. So I, I want to be in the public again and do some stuff. I just haven't, I checked into a couple of places. I haven't really found a place that the place that wants me No, a place that, you know, I'm not hearing anything back yet. So, but I'll keep trying. I'm not going to force it, but um, yeah. So that time will come and we can do some chanting and hang out and meditate and talk, you know, share together. Maybe we do that together at some point. I'm down with that. That'd be fun. I would love that. Okay. Yes, I will put your website in the show notes. Okay. And um, yeah, on that note, I just want to say, um, yeah, I bow to your light and just really appreciate you sharing the story today. And feel free to connect with Harshad through his website. I'll leave his email on there as well. Yeah. 
and he has um, a really great podcast. Um, and what's that called? It's called uh, Finding Joe, the Hero's Journey. Perfect. Finding Joe, the Hero's Journey. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Signing off for today. Okay. If you like this episode, feel free to like and subscribe to hang out some more. Nice. Till next time. Blessings.